It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It has been a week for the Orlando Magic, a really rough week, a lot of close games, a lot of close losses, enough to make you believe they're close, but enough to also make you believe they're still so far away. We're at the midpoint of the season. We'll talk about the Magic's game against the Washington Wizards coming up. You are locked on Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 10th, 2022. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of a Locked On Magic, we'll go over the Magic's loss to the Washington Wizards, uh, how the Magic, again, fell apart late and, and just couldn't get over the hump, couldn't get that last little bit. Well, they're, they're much closer to, to winning now, but uh, certainly some 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 big gut-check moments coming here for the Magic. We'll also talk about Cole Anthony's play over the weekend and how all the buzz about Cole Anthony is warranted, but still have to remember this is a young guy figuring out the league still. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to thank you all for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's in the morning, listening to some of our previous episodes, or when we do upload in the morning, uh, when we upload uh, right when we upload, or whether you're listening to us throughout your day, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, available wherever you download podcasts, as well as streaming on YouTube. The Atlanta Magic have been in the grind right now. Um, nine straight losses, their last four um, by really close margins. Um, and again, I, you don't want to be too into moral victories. You don't want to be too, um, you don't want to be celebrating losing by just 10 or be or having a chance to win in the fourth quarter. You don't want to be celebrating that. And, and, and I, I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend that I'm celebrating that. I, I am merely pointing it out as a sign of progress, of the consistency in which this team is competing even the Milwaukee game, um, which they lost by 18, 136 to 118. Before then, the Magic were in that game in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, I, I've said this repeatedly throughout the course of the season. There's been, there, throughout these games, there's been maybe a five to six minute stretch where uh, the Magic just are dead, um, where they don't get anything. And that's where teams really kind of zoom ahead of them and, and really build up their leads and really build up their margin of victory. Um that's just kind of the reality of this team. They could play 42 minutes really, really well. I, I honestly could say right now they're playing probably around 44 to 45 minutes really, really well. Um, the Magic are are in the are are, are getting better and, and getting better about getting to the 48 minutes and, and playing a full game. Um, I do think that there are wins on the schedule. I think that are you know maybe not uh, recent, not maybe not um, coming up, but I do think. I do think that this team is going to continue to compete um, as long as they stick with what they're doing um, and, and really stick with what they're doing. Um, 
I think this team can put itself in a position to win. Now, I'm not saying win consistently. I'm not saying that they'll um, that they'll uh, uh, be able to, to to win every single night. Um, but they've got a win in them, um, and, and I think that much is is abundantly clear. But the fact of the matter is, I, I can say all this stuff. I can point out all these positives. We can point out and say, oh, you know, these are good learning experiences going through close games. Yada 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 yada. And we know wins aren't the measure of success this season. We'll talk more about the midpoint of the season on tomorrow's episode. Um, but the bottom line is this. This is a, a, a business about winning. You win or you lose games. There is a definitive measure of whether you're doing the right things and doing them well enough and right enough. Um, and the fact of the matter is the Magic have lost nine straight games. They have seven wins. or seven and 34 at the midpoint of the season. It is the worst 41-game start in Magic history. Um uh, this does not feel like the worst team in Magic history. I want to make that clear. I think the 1992 team is probably the worst team in Magic history. Um, outside of Tracy McGrady, the 2014 was really, really bad. Um, I think there are lots of reasons to be excited about this group and excited about the players on this team. Um, obviously, we're still waiting for some injured players to return as well, and Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. So I, I don't point all these out to, 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 to be down about this team. I, I do think there's a lot of good on this team. I think there's a lot for fans to be excited about for a first year of a rebuild. You look for the positive signs. You look for the things that you can build and grow with, and they are all there. That's why I don't think there's panic. I don't think there's, you know, there's certainly a level of frustration as there should be with the losing. Um, but I don't think that there's a, there's a sense that the magic are on the wrong path. And certainly um, you know, I would argue this too. The Magic are doing their tanking work now so that they can win a little bit later in the season when their guys are healthy, when they got, when they have the guys that they want um, healthy. Sunday's game against the Washington Wizards followed a, a very similar pattern as, as Saturday's loss to the Detroit Pistons. Um, you know, it was the Magic playing really good defense to make up for an offense that was just stuck in the mud. Um, you know, just inconsistent, just inconsistent scoring and inconsistently. Um, getting good shots. And, and 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 that eventually came back to bite them in the fourth quarter. When Orlando needed shots to hold off Washington, when Orlando needed to get good shots to get close rebounds and prevent fast breaks, they didn't get them. Um, and Washington was able to run, and Washington was able to finally crack the Magic's defense. They scored 35 points in the fourth quarter. Um, again, so could fatigue have played a factor on, a ba- on the back half of a really tough back-to-back, a Detroit-Orlando back-to-back? Absolutely. Um, I'm not going to put it past that. Um, it's it it, it 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 this was a schedule loss on the schedule. So the fact that the Magic even competed and controlled most of this game, I think, is a real testament. But the fact of the matter is, Cole Anthony had some nice scoring bursts. Terrence Ross had a 20 point burst where he scored 20 consecutive points for the Magic in the in the, in the third quarter. Um, those are all warning signs that you know this that this Magic offense isn't sustainable. They're not doing things consistently enough uh, to to build toward winning, toward a win, toward a victory. Um, And that's ultimately what the goal has to be. That's ultimately what this team has to be building toward. The fourth quarter, you know, the Magic gave up offensive rebounds. They gave up shots. They let Bradley Beal get going. They let Kyle Kuzma get going. Um, And and for the second straight game, the Magic didn't have an answer in the fourth quarter. Orlando has typically been a good fourth quarter team. Cole Anthony has been very good in the fourth quarters. But for the last two games, he struggled to score in the fourth quarter. Um, and, and ultimately, that's winning time. As much as I don't like the use of the of the term clutch for a team like the Magic, they have to win close games. They're not blowing anybody out. They have to play when the pressure is the highest. 
um, and that time and that time is is coming up against them. Orlando led for most of this game. Um, they looked really sluggish early on in the first quarter, but they they buckled down defensively. They played really really well. They got plenty of deflections and steals throughout the course of the game. I really love the Magic's defense in this game. Again, you give up 102 points. Um, you should win those games. Uh, like Orlando's defense the last two nights, 102 points, and I think 97 against Detroit. Um, those should be wins. And, and, and if if I'm Jamal Mosley, I'm pointing to the defense and saying, if we play defense like that and add in some of the offense that we're, that we're missing right now, we're going to win our share of games. Um, so again, you could, you could find positives if you want. It's, it's still about putting all the pieces together. It's still about getting everything in a line. And again, you know, I know this is a, this is a refrain that I say all the time. This Magic team is like six or seven things they have to do. They have to do all six or seven. That's the reality of their margin for error right now, especially with all the injuries they have. And, you know, missing Wendell Carter these last two games, I honestly, I think that was the difference. If Wendell Carter, Wendell Carter works really well as a hub in the offense, they run a lot of stuff through him in the high post. Missing him and not having him on the floor really, really hurt this team. Really, really made it difficult for this team to operate and function offensively, to get the cuts and screens that they want, to rebound consistently. Um, Washington killed the magic on the glass throughout much of the game. Um, you know, again, not so much the offensive glass. There's just just a, a constant presence on the boards. I mean, Kyle Kuzma with 20 plus rebounds. Um, you know, that that he had 22 rebounds, including 20 defensive rebounds. So the Wizards did a really good job controlling the glass. The Magic just, I mean, again, Mo Bamba's big, but he doesn't have size. He doesn't play big. Um, it, it's, it remains one of the big criticisms of him and, and one of the reasons why the Magic are probably going to move on from him. Uh, it, it, it's beginning to feel like they're going to move on from him, um, either coming up here at the trade deadline or uh, in the offseason when he hits restricted free agency if his, if, if his price comes too big. Um, it, they really miss Wendell Carter. I, I do think if the Magic had Wendell Carter, they'd, they would have won both these games. I mean, we talk about a winning streak. Um, on this on this Monday morning, but uh, the unfortunate reality is you have to play with who you got. Um, and Orlando, Orlando just struggled. Um, you know they just struggled to put all those pieces together and again just get over the hump and do the little do that last little bit. Um, look, what the Magic are working on now, what the Magic are trying to do right now is the most difficult part. And once you get that down, then you're going to start seeing the team play a whole lot more consistently. Again, I do think the Magic are close. I think they're close to figuring things out. But at the end of the day, they've got to stick and commit to what works for them. They've got to stick and commit to moving the basketball, which is something they've really struggled to do those these last two games. Um, and, and that's just a very basic premise of this offense. Um, you can't over it, this offense invites you to over dribble and, and overplay your individual hand, um, but it requires the discipline to keep the ball moving. Um, because with the freedom that you've been given. And I think that's that's an area where the Magic are struggling a lot right now. The Washington Wizards made the plays down the stretch. Bradley Beal hit a couple big shots. Orlando just could not answer. They were able to get the lead down to two thanks to some missed free throws by the Wizards. Um, and Orlando did get a three-pointer with a chance to win the game at the buzzer, but Bradley Beal blocked Gary Harris's three, and Chumo Kiki was unable to get the putback to go in time. The Washington Wizards defeat the Orlando Magic 102 to 100. We'll go over the box score coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Look, Built Bar is the protein bar that you want to eat. Um, you know, we've all tried some of those protein bars that we might see that we might see in 
the grocery store, at the convenience store. Um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of these really kind of bad protein bars. You know, you you they don't taste right. They they say cookies and cream, but it doesn't taste like cookies and cream. They have a ton of calories, like 300 calories. It's essentially a meal. You don't want a meal. You want a snack. You want something that's going to give you that little energy boost in your day, but not make you feel guilty or frankly, way down at the end. And, and you want chocolate too. I'm guilty of it too. We all want a little chocolate in our lives. And that's why Built Bar is the protein bar for you. It's going to help you finish those New Year's resolutions, at least get to February with them. I'm not even saying to the end of the year. Just get through the month with your New Year's resolutions. Um, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Certainly much healthier for you than a, than a candy bar and certainly going to give you that energy you want as well. There's so many flavors to choose from, whether it's coconut, almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, minted, minted brownie, and so many more. And in fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your next listen, go check out the Locked On Now podcast. They have nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel today. Let's go over the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall to the Washington Wizards 102 to 100. Again, you look at that score. Um, that's a game that the Magic put themselves in a position to win. Um, and again, that's all you can ask for. I, I tell you this all the time. Close games are coin flips. They're about making plays, but you know sometimes the shots don't fall. The Magic have played enough of these close games lately that the coin flip's going to flip their way at some point. Um, you know they, they got hit with an impossible loss last week. Um, they played a really strong game. Uh, sorry, uh, a strong game against the uh, Chicago Bulls the other night uh, on Monday night last week as well. They played a really strong game against Philadelphia 76ers. They put themselves again in a position to win. They rallied really well to give themselves a chance against Detroit on Saturday. Just couldn't come up with the shots or, or, the, or consistently get good shots to, to win that game. And then the same thing kind of happened in, against Washington um, where they lost the lead. Again, some of it there, some of it just their bench lineups, just not able to sustain some scoring. And then a big part of it is their lack of execution 
down the stretch, their, their inability to get good quality shots to keep themselves in the game. Again, second straight game, Orlando shoots below 40% from the floor. Their offense was a real big challenge for the team throughout. Um, Terrence Ross, though, leads the way with 32 points, 13 for 20 shooting, 2 for 4 from deep. Um, a, a rare game where the Magic's bench had a lot of positive play, a lot of pluses on, on that plus-minus board for the bench. Um, so, again, this feels like a game you have to win when that happens. Um, the Terrence Ross at one point tied a franchise record with 20 straight points in the third quarter, 20 consecutive points for the Magic in the third quarter. Um, a big reason why the Magic were able to zoom into the lead, take I think as much as a seven-point lead, was Terrence Ross. He did everything that every Magic player and Magic fan expects of him. He came off screens, just got buckets, just set up his own shot really well. The Magic did a good job setting him up to um, just a really strong game from Terrence Ross. This is the game you expect from Terrence Ross. Um, and, and, you know, again, he, he has these games occasionally where he just gets hot. Um, you know, you know, you, you believe in a hot hand or not. He just got hot and made a lot of really good plays. And again, this is exactly what you want from Terrence Ross. This is exactly the way the magic need him to play. Uh, Gary Harris cooled off a bit. Um, 11 points, four for nine, shooting three for six from deep two blocks for him. Really strong game for Gary Harris. I think he was guarding Bradley Beal for most of the night, did a good job on him keeping him out of the game and keeping him, keeping his scoring down. Bradley Beal's been on a scoring tear of late. Um, Harris and Ross have been really reliable veterans for this team. They've both kind of come out of their early season funks. They're playing really, really, really well. And I think, I think they deserve a lot of kudos and credit for the way that they play. Franz Wagner, 16 points, six for 13 shooting, six rebounds for him. A little bit of a slow start for Franz. Um, not so much the biggest impactful game, but he's, he picked things up in the second half. I think did a good job. Um, finding his pockets to score. Uh, I know P- I know fans are a little upset with the with the shot count um, the last few games. Magic tried to make it a point to get him the ball early. He kind of struggled. I think he missed his first three shots um, as they tried to get him the ball. Um, that's not really his game. I, you know, I wouldn't try and get him the ball on the post or, 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 or kind of force feed the ball to him. The ball has to find its way to him. Um, you know, I think I think you'll see this. When the Magic's offense is working, Wagner will get his shots. Um, you know, I don't. I don't think you have to worry so much about finding the ball, finding him shots, or, or you know, necessarily running a ton of plays for him. I think he definitely should, but um, he the ball will find him if the ball is moving because he makes such good decisions um, and, and makes himself available. So I think the biggest key to Franz is is making sure the ball is moving. He plays only twenty eight forty five. I think the Magic are watching his minutes a little bit um, after he he sprained his ankle against the Sixers on Wednesday. A lot of poor performances, though, um, in this one. Let's start with Cole Anthony. I'll talk a little bit more about him in a moment. 12 points, 4 for 17 shooting, 2 for 6 from beyond the arc, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. Um, just not a very impactful game for Cole. Um, you know, at least like, uh, on Saturday, yes, Cole uh, made mistakes and, and and made some bad shots, shot choices and bad uh, game management choices. Um, but he contributed also with his rebounding, with his, with his passing. This game, it was just all the bad shot choices. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Cole and his development as a point guard and his development as a game manager um, here coming up at the end of the show. Uh, but Cole Cole cannot be an over-dribbler. Um, that, that I think I, I, I think that's that's a big thing that, that he has to kind of understand right now. And I think, honestly, I think that's a big part of just the frustration that he's feeling um, with not being able to get this team over the hump. He knows he's a late-game scorer. He knows he's a late-game playmaker. He knows the Magic are going to put the ball in his hands in these late-game situations, but he has to do a better job understanding that everyone else knows that, and if the shot isn't there for him, he's got to create it for others. And I think that's that's a big growth point for him for the rest of this season. We'll talk more about that 
coming up here in a moment. Mo Bamba, I think this is, you know, with Wendell Carter out the last few games, this was a big opportunity for Mo Bamba to really cement himself. Um, again, this is just a two-game sample, uh, but Mo really, really struggled in this one. Ten points. He did have nine rebounds, three for 11 shooting. Um, didn't really like his shot selection uh, overall. Three turnovers in this one. Um, Mo played good defense, I thought, Saturday against Detroit. Blocked a couple shots, made some really nice defensive plays, made some really nice plays to to kind of build um, build his team, build himself up. Um, but this game was just not anywhere near as good. This game was um, very, very unimpactful on both ends. The Wizards were just able to manhandle him on the glass. I know he had nine rebounds, so it wasn't a complete loss on that end. But you look at Kyle Kuzma, 22 rebounds, including 20 defensive rebounds. Uh, Daniel Gafford had four offensive rebounds, um, four of his five are offensive rebounds. Um, it, it, it wasn't a good re- it wasn't a good game. And and for me, the big thing with Mo is Mo's got to be an inside presence. He is a big body. He will block shots just by being near the ball. Um, that's just going to happen. But he still needs to. I think he still needs to learn and understand that he is a big presence in the paint and is is unwilling, is inability to post up consistently, his inability to just be in the paint and, and just work as a floor spacer. He's not a good enough shooter, to be frank, uh, to be a floor spacer. Um, you know, yes, he can make threes as a center, um, but that doesn't mean that's what he should be doing all the time. Um, and I think he falls in love with a shot. And, I, and I, honestly, that's a problem the Magic have is they're trying to run a five out offense essentially with without five shooters. Um, and, and while their centers can hit from the outside, they need to be in the paint. And Wendell does it a little, does it a lot better than Mo. And, and I think Wendell has a long way to go on that. Mo needs to be more in the paint. He needs to live in the paint a lot more. And that's that just seems like something that he um, either is not able to do right now or isn't capable of doing right now. Those were the big scores for the Magic. Chumo Kiki also had eight points, three for twelve shooting, one for six from beyond the arc, six rebounds, five assists, three steals. Um, you know, if you take out Chumo Kiki's shooting numbers, Chumo's actually doing some good things. He's been a high steal guy all season. Um, so he's he's active defensively, and I loved his defense in this game. The Chuma's got to find a shot. Um, that's that's been the biggest thing with Chumo so far this year, is, is his shooting has just been so wayward. Um, he did good with the starting minutes. Um, I thought he played really, really well. I thought he played well again defensively, um, just not reliable offensively. And, and I think that's that's obviously a huge issue. The Magic, like I said, shoot 39.6% from the floor, 9 for 28 from beyond the arc. So unlike the Detroit game, they don't fall in love with the three-pointer. That wasn't the issue in this game. Um, 15 for 16 from the foul line, but they were in the in the bonus for much of the fourth quarter. They were unable to get to the line. That would have been a big relief to a team that was struggling to score um, in the fourth quarter for a good chunk of it as they gave away the lead. Um, only seven turnovers, too. So Orlando did a good job protecting the ball. This game just came down to kind of shooting. Um, Washington shoots 40.9% from the floor, 11 for 29 from beyond the arc. Uh, Bradley Beal scores 20 points on 7 for 22 shooting with 6 rebounds and 7 assists. Orlando does a good job against him. But Kyle Kuzma, the star of the game, 27 points, 22 rebounds, 10 for 19 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. That was what really propelled the Wizards to the win. Washington defeats Orlando 102 to 100. Orlando will get a rematch up at Capital One Arena in D.C. on Wednesday night. So we'll see if the Magic can fix things there. We'll talk a little bit more about Cole Anthony and his development coming up here in just a moment. But first, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. There's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started. 
from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So, you know, obviously, Cole Anthony has been really exciting. Um, you know, uh, the Magic haven't had a guard with this kind of scoring instinct and scoring ability in a very, very long time. Um, you know, Jameer Nelson was a great scorer. He was not this, or he was not able to create his own shot quite like Cole Anthony is. And, and again, Jameer Nelson's an all-star player. Um, so, you know, again, we're, we're even, even if even if Cole Anthony becomes Jameer Nelson, we'll, we'll be very, very happy. Um, this is not going to take away from any of that um, because I, I think it's really important that we remember that Cole Anthony is 21 years old and in his second year in the NBA or 20 years old and in his second year in the NBA. This is going to be a process. And, and frankly, I, I was disappointed um, over the weekend. You know, yes, Cole Anthony had two bad games. Saturday, by his own admission, was a bad game. I think it, he is very honest in his assessment of himself. He would say Sunday was not a good game for him. And, and I was very disappointed to see after those two games that, that, that you know, there are fans who came out of the woodwork and were like, you know, the Magic need to get rid of Cole or, or Cole needs to stop shooting and stop being, you know, so selfish. And, you know, again, Cole would agree with a lot. Cole would agree that he was a little too selfish. Um, and again, it's, you could assess and, and say that, but now you got to be about it. Now you got to change it. Um, it, it, look with a lot of the, I, I agree with everyone that yes, Markel Fultz would help a lot, especially with some of these late games. Um, you know, if Markel Fultz comes back and he's anywhere near where he was in the 2020 season, um, he's going to be a, such a big, he's going to be big boost. Even if the magic just bring him off the bench for 15 minutes, you replace his minutes with Tim, you replace Tim Frazier's minutes with Markel Fultz. That bench unit's going to play a lot better. Um, that's that's the truth. Um, and a lot of the season, unfortunately, has been tough to evaluate because we don't have the full deck. Um, we need to see Jonathan Isaac. We need to see Marco Fultz. We need to see Jalen Suggs. Um, you know, we're, the Magic are missing a lot of guys and a lot of really important players um, um, in, in this process. And so, yes, um, yes, there's still a lot 
you know, that, that we're waiting on and a lot that can change and, and, and a lot with this roster that we just don't know. Um, but it is also really important to remember that this is a really young group. Cole Anthony is in his second year. He is nowhere near a finished product. He is nowhere near uh, being what he's going to be. And we've seen enough positive signs this year. We've seen enough positive play this year for us to say with some confidence that, that Cole Anthony is going to continue to get better. That Cole Anthony um, can be a really impactful player in whatever role you put him in. Now, obviously, the, the the role that he's got to learn to be better at and learn to be to, to to improve on is as a game manager and a point guard. Uh, you know, the criticism that Cole Anthony got coming out of college was that he was a gunner, um, that he was, and the fact that he's a scoring point guard, which you know some people don't like. Some people don't like their point guards to be scorers first, but um, the fact that he was a scoring guard coming out of college kind of built up this reputation that he was all about himself or he's just going to shoot. He's just going to shoot. And that's all he was going to do. Um, and, and frankly, that was unfounded. Uh, once he got to the league, once he, once he got with the magic, you know, yes, he's looking to score. That's, that's always gonna be part of his DNA and, and that shouldn't change. That's what got him into the league. Um, but you know, I think the magic discovered or, 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 or he, as he played, they, they understood that like, look, no, this guy is not that this guy is about his teammates. He's about, about the team and about, about trying to, he's obviously trying to get himself better, but he wants to be about his guys too. He's an ultimate teammate. And, 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 and that's why magic fans have largely fallen in love with him. Um, because a, he's got bravado, which I, I think you need a little bit of, but B he is willing to go to bat for his guys. Uh, and for a rebuild where there's a lot of negativity, Cole Anthony has been surprisingly positive. And obviously his scoring numbers, he's averaging a little bit, he's averaging around 20 points per game. He's at like six rebounds per game, five assists per game. Uh, his effective field goal percentage has dipped under 50%. You know, so shooting started to slow down a little bit. He's, go, he's gone through a little bit of a, a cold cold spurt, and obviously the last two games have not helped. Um, he's still a, a very, very capable player. Um, and, and obviously, you know, right now the Magic don't have to make decisions on anyone. You know, I've gotten some fake, tra- I've gotten some fake trade requests or trade inquiries from other fans. We're like, is Markel Fultz available? Are you looking to trade one of your guards? And I'm like, no. Right now, the Magic don't need to worry about that. That's not a decision they have to make yet. Um, Cole, Cole is doing all the right things. He's saying all the right things. Um, and he's put himself in a position where he can continue to make an impact for this team. Now, where Cole needs to improve on is as the table setter and as the playmaker. His passing has gotten a lot better, but I think his court vision and his ability to run the point um, still need improvement. And again, it's his second year in the league. It's okay. We're not expecting him to be a perfect player. We, we need him to understand where he needs to improve and to see him make strides in that. And honestly, with his passing and playmaking, we have seen strides. He's gotten a lot better at it since his rookie year. He had a strong close to his rookie season as a playmaker, as a passer, in addition to as a scorer. Um, and I think people kind of forgot about that. Uh, and and this year, he's been a much better playmaker, too. He's been a lot better. But these last two games really showed how far he still has to go. Um, you know, you, you need your point guard when everything's kind of falling apart around you to be able to set the table. You need your point guard to be able to uh, find a point, find, find some points when the team is struggling to shoot, find an easy basket, create an easy basket. And, and, the, and the reality is, you know, Cole Anthony is a good ball handler. 
He's a good dribbler. He's good at setting up his own shot. But unfortunately, he's not always great at getting to the basket. He sometimes needs a screen to get himself open, to spring him free. Um, and he's very good at using and manipulating screens. It's, it's you know, he's. I think there's a stat out there that he rejects that he rejects screens more than any other player in the league. I think teams are starting to figure that out. So he's going to have to start taking some screens. And not having Wendell Carter and his screening really hurt him in the last few games. Um, but Cole Anthony can can at times settle for jumpers. Um, and, and and again, that's a big issue. And he can again at times get caught in his own head, especially late in games with Magic put a lot of trust in him. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest area of growth for Cole. Um, again, he's doing a lot of things really, really well. I'm, I'm not saying this is constructive criticism. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't me uh, harping on the guy. But the last two games, you know, Cole admitted after Saturday's game, he's got to do a better job keeping Franz involved. He didn't do a good enough job getting Franz shots. Um, he's got to do a better job setting others up. I think being down such a key offensive player and frankly, a playmaker like Wendell. Wendell is a big part of this team's offense as a high post fulcrum. Being without him, I think Cole tried to take on a little too much responsibility and tried to do too much. And again, so much of this league is about simplifying things. It's about keeping it as simple as you can. Yes, they're going to throw complex defensive schemes at you. Yes, they're going to make you think that if you overthink, you get in trouble. You, you try to when you try to play chess when they're playing checkers or, or do too much, you get you get crushed, you get killed. And I think that's what happened over these last two games where. You know, Cole tried to do too much. He tried to be the, the shot maker. He tried to be the hero. And frankly, that's not what the Magic need. The Magic need ball movement. They need to get the ball moving. And, and so Cole, you know, yes, come downhill. If, the, if the, the path of lane's there, take it. If not, pass it. Move the ball. Um, too often late in these games, Cole's gotten stuck. Uh, Cole's gotten stuck um, just over dribbling. And, and that has to be something that changes. That, that cannot be the case for this Magic team. Um, again, Cole's going to figure it out. Um, you know, like so many of these young guys are going to figure it out. And, and these last two games, yes, you know, not having Cole Anthony playing at his best, um, hurt them and hurt them big time. Um, they're going to struggle to win games if Cole Anthony's not scoring and scoring effectively. Um, that's just the reality of this roster. And so Cole remains a really important player, not only for this year, but for this team's future. But he's going to learn and he's going to grow from this. Um, if there's one thing we've learned about Cole Anthony is that he is up to the challenge um, and that he's going to continue to, 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 to take on all this information and take criticism to heart um, and take constructive criticism to heart. Um, he's been really good at that the last two seasons. There's no reason to think that will change anytime soon. And when that changes, when he starts to turn the corner on that, starts to kind of kind of pick up his playmaking and his point guard point guard and game management a little bit better then he's going to be a really really dangerous player once again um if, if not or he's already a dangerous player but he's gonna be a really 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 dangerous player at that point I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of locked on magic you can of course find us on Twitter at locked on magic subscribe to the podcast and Apple podcast if you're tuning in him like Google Spotify Odyssey all of them ways to download podcasts to your podcast enable listening device you can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore mean of course for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at OMagicDaily. Thank you for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. Tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about where the Magic stand at the midpoint of the season. Do some midseason review coming up on tomorrow's episode. But gal, go make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by Boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Phil Crossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.